10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together on the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80. And always, always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Always, always, always tell us who made the biggest statement on what we like to call this past Sunday. Who made the biggest statement on Sunday and why? Let us know right now. Triple eight say ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. Zach D in Houston, who made the biggest statement on NFL Sunday and why yesterday, my friend? Ready, Freddie, and that boy, Douglas, what it do, man? The biggest statement was Justin Fields telling the NFC South, I'm ready to do the thing. If y'all ready to do the thing, let's go. <laughs> hey, I'm not mad at you because, boss, I watched uh, my birds play yesterday, mm-hmm. and, and what I witnessed from the quarterback mm-hmm. position had me yelling and screaming in that hotel room. People probably wondered <laughs> what was going on. Well, what was going on is Paul. what my eyes were seeing was bad stuff. Uh-huh. Yes, Bad yes, stuff. Yes. And then I'm seeing Justin Fields go out there and ball out, make the runs, do it with his legs, score the touchdown, delivering the football, just doing making the plays necessary for the for the for the um, Chicago Bears to get a win over the Detroit Lions. And what about the Lions just pissing mm-hmm. down their leg left and right? Well, we warned people on Friday. I said that could be a potential upset special involving the Lions and the Bears. And what happened? The Bears went out early, got a big lead. Lions came back, took the lead. Bears didn't flinch. They were able to find a way to make it done. And you're right about Justin Fields. You can look at the completion percentage. Oh, he's only 19 to 33. But it's the way he did it. 233 yards. He also ran for 58 on the ground. He threw for a touchdown. He ran for a touchdown. This Detroit Lions team has shown me lately, Harry, they are not ready for prime time. And it goes back to Thanksgiving Day versus Green Bay because that was the biggest game they had played in a long time on a national level like that. It's one thing. People say, well, they played the Packers in the last season and opening game Monday night versus Kansas City. That was different. People didn't have any idea about the Detroit Lions last year or even opening night this year. But everybody heard going in that game versus Green Bay. Man, you guys on the same level as who? San Francisco? Dallas? Philadelphia? The Detroit Lions. Really? They had a chance on that stage to let people know, yeah, we are as good as we think we are. We are as good as we talked about. And what happened? To your term, they peed down their leg against the Green Bay Packers. Then a Bears team that you barely beat the last time when you played them at home and you had to call that a comeback. Today you weren't able to do that on Sunday. And you were able to have a Bears team be that confident and play as well as we've seen that, that team play all year. That's why Dan Campbell, the Lions coach, sounded like this. We won that game out of touch, man. We played good ball. But since we lost that game by two scores, obviously it's not good, you know. So the discipline, that's thats the biggest thing. And early in that game, um, you know, Fields running around, he got us, he got us again a couple of times, and, uh, and then we settled in on defense. And I thought we played pretty good. Second half, we got put in some tough spots. 
But all in all, you know, we just couldn't score enough points. Either. Because they are not ready for prime time, and I warned people about that on Friday, that keep an eye on this game. That could be a potential upset alert. And what happened, they were able to run away and hide from the Lions in the second half when it came to the Chicago Bears. Well, and I'll say this. Jared Goff can't continue turning up football over. Amen. Right? And this offensive line, in which we thought was one of the best ones in the National Football League at one point, mm-hmm. they're not protecting. They're not getting the push that they got early on in the football season. And then that defensive line, I think they're going to have to attack the quarterback even more. But this team is not where it wants to be in December. And they have opened up Pandora's box. Okay for the Minnesota Vikings, for the Green Bay Packers. When I look at the next four games mm-hmm. for the Detroit Lions, they okay. play the Denver Broncos, okay. who's playing good football right now. Right. They play against the Minnesota Vikings twice, and they also play the, the Dallas Cowboys, and we know how the Dallas Cowboys is playing. We just witnessed it mm-hmm. on Sunday Night Football. And then when I look at Green Bay's schedule, they yeah. have a game tonight. Mm-hmm. They have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they have Carolina, they have the Vikings, and they have the Bears. I feel more comfortable right now in the Green Bay Packers more so than I do the Detroit Lions at this moment. Who's in more trouble leading the divisions? Is it Detroit in the NFC North or is it Jacksonville in the AFC South? Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. That's a, that's a good one. And I'm going to say, okay. surprisingly, okay. I'm going to go with Detroit. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to go with Detroit because of the way Jordan Love is playing. And we get to see Jordan Love tonight on Monday Night Football or whatnot, see see if he can continue playing uh, in the manner he has been the last three weeks. But that defense, they have playmakers on that defensive side of the ball as well, the right. Green Bay Packers. Yeah. And that young uh, skill position group, they're coming along fairly well too. Wow. That's, I, I can't disagree with that because I thought Jacksonville would run away and hide just I thought Detroit could do the same thing. But – Jackson was used to this situation, so whatever shakiness they're going through, I'm with you, Harry. I feel a lot more comfortable saying, hey, Jackson will find a way to win that division. With Detroit, doing this kind of turbulence, and they have not handled it well so far since Thanksgiving when they lost to the Green Bay Packers, the score's not indicative of how close that game was not when it came to the Lions and Packers. That was more of the game we saw yesterday, the way they lost to the Chicago Bears more than anything else. But like you mentioned, the Lions, 
They have the Broncos at home this Saturday. Then they're at Minnesota, at Dallas, home versus Minnesota. The Vikings, they're at Cincinnati. Won't be an easy game on Saturday. Home versus Detroit, home versus the Packers, then at the Lions. So that's a pretty difficult schedule at this point in the season for Minnesota. Green Bay Packers at the Giants, home versus Tampa Bay, at the Carolina Panthers, at the Minnesota Vikings, and then home versus the Chicago Bears. So so their schedule, in my opinion, is more favorable for them. The Packers, right? Yes, for them to make a push. Yeah, no doubt. Meanwhile, we mentioned Jacksonville. Home versus Baltimore. Good luck with that. At Tampa Bay. Won't be an easy game. Home versus the Panthers. That'll be a bye week. Then at the Tennessee Titans. Who knows what that's going to look like. Meanwhile, you look at the Colts. Steelers, they play them at home. Then at the Atlanta Falcons. Your Falcons will be in a race for the NFC South. Home versus the Raiders. Home versus the Texans. We'll see if injuries will wear that ugly head against the Texans. Meanwhile, speaking of Houston Texans, at Tennessee. Home versus Cleveland. Home versus Tennessee. And then at the Indianapolis Colts. That could be a potential either winning the division game or yep. who gets maybe one of those final spots in the AFC with that game at the end of the year between the Colts and the Texans. And I'm glad it's the last game of the year, right? And mm-hmm. we didn't know when the schedule makers made this schedule and right. and, how, and how it fell upon us that it was going to probably come down to the last game of the year between those two teams. No doubt. But yeah. I, I'm glad both of those teams are playing the way that, that, that they are playing or they're in the position that they're in to have us witness – one of those phenomenal games that happened to be on the last game of the year. Yeah, the Detroit Lions made an awful statement yesterday. The Bears made a better statement. What about you? We're going to hear from you in about 20 minutes on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Who made the biggest statement in the NFL on Sunday and why? Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. That gives you a chance to be on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, and more. All your protection in one place. So bundle and save at Progressive.com. So excuse me, Freddie, I apologize because I forgot to mention to you, and I know you know this, that both of your teams won this weekend, the Dallas Cowboys and also the New York Jets. So so we know the Dallas Cowboys is your main team. Uh The Jets is your side piece. How do you know that? Because I know that. So so, so, (laughs) I know that. Okay, I'll play along. After both of the wins, right? Who was more impressive for you, in your in your opinion? Oh, the side piece, Zach Wilson and the Jets. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. So, so I didn't you see said, that coming at all? So, so they got a little bit nastier on the field. They, 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 I'm not going to say it that way, but they did. The, they were all about that thing for the first time in Zach Wilson's <laughs> NFL career. He was all about that thing and making it work. He was letting that thing go. What? Like, what? 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 We're going to hell on scholarship. <laughs> He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman. I think this used to be Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. From the top stories in sports. This is a huge story. To the bottom. So we reach the bottom of the barrel. This is Three Up, Three Down. We do it each and every Monday about this time. We give you the best and the worst of the week, and you'll find out who had a chance to be sung and who is going to get stung, otherwise known as three up, three down. This week, Harry has the up. I have the down, and we started with number one. Number one, Shohei Otani. Yeah. Ten years, $700 million. No, he's not leaving the Los Angeles area, but he is changing colors and he's changing teams. He is now signed with the Los Angeles Dodgers, y'all. And the man has the biggest contract in American history. 
10 years, and I'll say it one, one more time, $700 million. Nope, he's not going to get part of it. He's not going to get three-fourths of it. He is going to get all of it. It is guaranteed. Shout out to Shohei. Shout out to Shohei. <laughs> I would love to see the first check of the first of the month just to see what all those oh. zeros look like for 10 years with Shohei Atani. $700 million, and he won't even pitch this year. Depends. Freddie, yeah. I don't think he, I don't think he's going to pitch the first two years, honestly. Yeah, uh, if they're careful, yeah. if they're careful about it, I could see that. Smart. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, one of my friends is Randy Brochure. We do games together on NEC Front Row for Sacred Heart Football and Basketball. He had a great solution. He said, "Yeah, Shohei Itani, what he does with the bat in his hands, but he said he should make him a closer. Can you imagine Ooh. Shohei Itani going three for four with the stick early on, then closing out games?" You save his arm. He's not out there pitching every fourth day, putting that kind of stress. He can dial it up. You don't have to pitch him every day as a closer. I thought it was a fantastic idea to get that kind of value. He would be deadly. Yeah, he is. And and you wonder why my son, Princey, Mm-hmm. Loves baseball. Yeah. My baby boy, four years old, and he bats left-handed just uh, like Shohei. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Does and he, he throws right. Okay. All right. Now, teach to throw left-handed because, as we've seen from pitchers, why is he pitching at 50 years of age in the major leagues? Two reasons. <laughs> He's left-handed and breathing. He yep. can make a lot of money being a lefty pitcher in major league baseball. My down involves everybody in that Vikings-Raiders game, period. No elements. There was no rain. No snow, no blizzard, no winds blowing things around like the Wizard of Oz. Nothing like that. And these two teams in an NFL game, indoors, played a 3 nothing game. I almost wanted to text our boy Q Myers, who hosts game night, because he's usually at Raiders games since he lives in Las Vegas. I was literally wanted to text him, but then I said, I better not wake him up from his nap watching this game. 3 nothing. Yeah, Indoors, climate controlled terrible. in the NFL. Ugh. Terrible. Yeah. Minnesota Vikings found a way to do it, though. Yeah, I, I guess the Raiders found a way to give it to them. <laughs> and not in a good way in Vegas. <laughs> Number two. Number two, I'm going to go with one quarterback in particular. His name is Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. The same draft class that I was <laughs> drafted into in 2008. Joe was at home smoking cigars. Joe was at home putting dip in the bottom of his lip. You got it, Ron? Joe was at home putting dip in the bottom of his lip. Then he got a call. They say one call, that's all. That's what Joe got. Joe got that call, and guess what he did? He went out and balled. 311 yards, three Mm -hmm. touchdowns, threw one interception, but Joe balled out, man. And for me, young kids, parents who have young kids playing the quarterback position, the ball handling of Joe uh, of, of Joe Flacco, what I mean by ball handling, the play fakes and the way he makes the pass game mirror the run game, that's another reason why you see a wide open in Joku. Yeah. It's because mm-hmm. of the play fakes and everything looking the same as if it's a run or a pass. Everything looks the same. Right. But shout out to Joe, man. Yeah. 2008 draft class still going strong. Hold it down for us, Joe. He certainly is. And by the way, give – Kevin Stefanski and the Browns organization, a lot of credit. Because we wondered how this will look with Dorian Thompson-Robinson. They said, that's going to be our guy going forward. And Harry and I were like, we'll see. Because after week one, yeah, we can't do this. They say, hey, Joe Flacco, you still got a little something, something we know you do. Back-to-back performances like that. And all of a sudden, now that Browns defense is going, oh, man, now we got a guy that can make plays. We can go back to being that free and wonderful defense without having to worry about trying to pitch shutouts to win games when it's all said and done. 
my second down, well, I'm going to let Demarcus Lawrence of the Dallas Cowboys take it because the Eagles are definitely down number two. Hit him in the face over and over and over and over again until they quit. And when they quit, hit them again and again and again and again. Yeah, that's a lot of bluster after the way they put it on the Philadelphia Eagles, but I didn't know what that was or what that was supposed to look like in Philadelphia. But nobody's used to that, what we've seen from this Eagles team the last three years. Harry, you were there, and I thought the point was very, very valid by you. At times, they looked disinterested, like they didn't want to make that extra effort, that they said, nah, not tonight. Nah, I'm good. Cowboys are a better team. I, I just going I just want to go and watch I, I just want to go and watch TV and have a bowl of ice cream and just move on from that. In a game of that kind of magnitude, to come out like that, especially the first time you two met, where the Cowboys were the better team, but they made those self inflicted mistakes, stepping out of bounds, not running the right route, holding later on in the game. They didn't do that yesterday. And the Eagles, it seemed like they didn't care what the Cowboys were gonna do or what they were not going to do. Well, Fred, that, that, that's the thing for me. Like, watching that game and seeing the Eagles and them as a team, as a whole, it's a, how casual everyone was yes. in a game of that magnitude. You knew going into this game that Dallas Cowboys wanted to embarrass you. They wanted to punch you in the mouth. And you allowed them to do it anyway. It was no physicality on the Philadelphia Eagles side, offensively or defensively. Right. Uh, a lot of drop balls that I, I see these phenomenal receivers normally catch. And it's, it's just it just didn't seem right. You know, Jalen Hurts fumbling on the, the first play, first mm-hmm. drive of the game. A.J. Brown fumbling on the first drive of the second half. So this team didn't have it. Let's right. move it along. Yes, let's move it on to number three. Well, it goes hand in hand. It's Dan Quinn and the defense of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh-huh. And we used to say in our locker room, hit, stick, talk, shh. Yes. Hit, stick, talk, <laughs> And that's what the Dallas Cowboys did. They sent multiple blitzes. The Eagles and their offense, they had no plan for it. They looked like they were lost in space. They looked like they were caught by surprise. Michael Parsons was an animal. Demarcus Lawrence. Just overall, as a team, defensively, the Dallas Cowboys showed up and showed out. And they handled their business, right? They were talking a lot before the first matchup. And I was like, man, they're so mm-hmm. talking a lot. Right. And I kind of didn't like it. But it carried over to them continuously winning. And then and, and led up to this matchup. And now, hey, now we hear them talking. And they got every right to say what they want. Hit in the face over and over and over and over again until they quit. And when they quit, hit them again and again and again and again. The words of Demarcus Lawrence of the Dallas Cowboys let it be known exactly what had happened to the Eagles yesterday <laughs> against the Cowboys in Dallas. My last down, hey, Detroit Lions, don't make a fool out of me. Before the season started, I said, yeah, that's a team I think is going to be really good that could challenge in the NFC. I firmly believe they were going to win the NFC North. First 9, 10, 11 weeks, that's exactly what they look like. You cannot go on the road and get eaten by a bunch of bears. I mean, it's bad, bad what happened to Mufasa and the Lion King. That was worse, what happened to the Lions at the hands of the Chicago Bears, especially <laughs> when we know you're a better team than the Chicago Bears. And the Bears went out there and they grizzlied up. They made them look like Leonardo DiCaprio and the Revenant by the time they were done with them. The Lions, you have too much ability and talent to look like that on the road against a team that almost beat you the first time in your building. You cannot be eaten by a bunch of bears that's had a lame duck season when you think about it in Chicago 
what happened to the Detroit Lions yesterday in that city. And it's so upsetting because the Detroit Lions had an opportunity to stay afloat with the other three teams, right, that are right there in the thick of things for a number one seed. They, they had a chance to just stay afloat. And, and maybe if someone would have slipped or so more than one someone would have slipped, they would have had a chance. But I don't think that's going to happen at all now. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. You're right. We were talking about a potential number one seed for the Lions if things broke wrong against the 49ers, against the Cowboys and the Eagles. But here they are trying to find out exactly how irritable Dan Campbell, the coach, is going to be. Because he said, I can be more irritable. I can do that to get us back on that winning track. Keep weighing in on Twitter at Coleman ESPN and at HDouglas83, who made the biggest statement on NFL Sunday and why Brock Anchors Vernal says, hey, Freddie, my 49ers, number one seed in the NFC. We've already beaten the top dogs in the NFC. How you feel? Biggest statement was by Purdy, Brock Purdy, once again. So Brock representing another Brock on this football team. Who made the biggest statement on Sunday and why? Could be positive, could be negative. Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Take that, Dev. Take that, brother Dev. Take that, take that. Yeah, Yeah, Brock Andres told you, Dev, about his boy Brock. You don't have to see it. You've already seen it, Devin Kane. You don't have to see more of it. Do it in the playoffs. Look at him. No <laughs> I'm so sick of you, Dev. <laughs> I bet you Brock Andrews Vernon is going to be sick of Dev, too, picking on his boy. Man, I wish I could throw two-yard slants to Debo to the house. He didn't Me do too. it on Sunday. He, that ball's going downfield. And he nah, the I wish George Kittle would be wide open down uh, the side. The disrespect from you. The disrespect, Hey, Tur in the Freddie and Harry house. Thy name is Devin Kane. Weigh in on the biggest statement that was made on Sunday in the NFL and why at 888-729-3776. The Ravens made a statement as well. But it may not have been the best statement when it comes to them and their playoff fortunes in the AFC. We'll get to that next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On this Reggae Monday, Freddie and Harry style, he's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80 and always, always tell you smart speaker to play ESPN radio five minutes away from your calls at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. On the Dr. Pepper call in line, who made the biggest statement part of an NFL Sunday and why your calls in five minutes at 888-729-3776. The Baltimore Rays made a statement that they were not going to blow another lead, Harry, in the fourth quarter and in overtime. That doesn't mean I can't be scared about them as a team, that they could be one and done in the playoffs, even when I believe, not if, when I believe they get the number one seed. They just wait too many times. I said, boy, they're playing a dangerous game at times. Finding ways to win or putting games in peril when they're better than their opponent. But it seems like they have an extremely, extremely hard time putting away no matter what team it is, no matter where they are in the NFC or the AFC. And it's unfortunate because, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, Mm -hmm. when you have the talent that you do have for the Baltimore Ravens, and they have extreme athletes all over the field, Freddie offensively, defensively, and we've seen on special teams, Tyler Wallace taking it back and actually ending the game. So they should be able to do it on a consistent basis in a a fashion that doesn't look so 
iffy at times. Mm-hmm. That's a good word. I iffy. Say. Yeah, that's a good word. But I, but I will say this, like, I can't ignore the fact that Lamar Jackson is so doggone dynamic. Amen. And he is such a blessing to be able to watch on Sundays. And he's a, such a blessing to the National Football League because Lamar Jackson does it in a different way. And I love that he's unapologetic about who he is and the way he does things. And that, I think that's, that means everything in the world to me because he's not changing who he is as a human being mm-hmm. to please other people. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and a lot of people said that Lamar Jackson needed to be better passing the football. Well, they had to get him some weapons. They got him some weapons. Right. The way he played from the pocket, especially late in that game, to be able to make the necessary plays for the Baltimore Ravens to go down and score that touchdown. <laughs> it was such a blessing. The reason I'm laughing, Herman Evans is always in, already in studio. We got Herman half an Oh, hour. I hear him. I hear him. He read to go. He can't wait to talk about what we have a chance to see in the NFL. Can we get a little early Herm preview right now? Can we get a little early Herm preview? I know we have happy hours with Herm at 5 o'clock Eastern time, but Herm, is, you are lit up about something. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you what I'm lit up about. All right. And, 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 your, young, and your young teammate over there on the other line. Hey, Harry, let me tell you something. So I'm talk going at that hotel. You know, it, 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 it ain't the shady rest, but it's a nice hotel. <laughs> and, and so they take care of me. And, and, and so I'm, I'm sitting in there that one night, you know, and I'm flipping through the channels. All of a sudden, I hear his voice. I say, "Man, wait a minute!" And I'm watching. I'm watching. I'm watching some basketball game. And I'm like, "That ain't pretty." Is that? Is that? No. Oh my goodness! No, that, 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 <laughs> oh my goodness! No, I, I, and I turn the TV up. And I said, "No, he ain't calling the basketball game." <laughs> it, was, it was Sacred Heart and Fairfield. Thank on, you very much. On Saturday and versus I said, SNY. And the only reason. I Watch it, cause you was calling the game. I said it. Then, <laughs> and I called my wife up. I said, "Guess what?" I see what? I said, "Freddie called the basketball game." She said, "What you talking about?" I said, "Freddie called the basketball game right here." <laughs> I'm looking at watching the basketball game. I don't know who's on whose team, but I know I'm you calling the game. So I'm sitting there watching. I, I, I appreciate that. You did a Thank great you job. Very, you did a great job. I appreciate too, that. I really appreciate that. Yeah, hey, get a chance to broaden the horizons and expand the profile. Why the heck not? Why the heck not? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. <laughs> it's all good. I, I just wanted to make sure because her was hot about something. I didn't realize oh, no, it was. No, 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 no. We good. It's just, you know, it's just, it's funny mm-hmm. how when you look at the National Football League and every week, you know, we, we all sit here and watch it. And, right. and we think, well, I got this figured out. And then all of a sudden you mm-hmm. look at the game and you go, mm-hmm. what just happened? Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. G- guys, there's only four games left. Don't say that out loud. Right. Because I, I want to make this last as long as it possibly can. I know this Make it gets, last forever. Like Keith Sweat said, exactly. I, I, no, I agree. And and think about it. What, there's 14, 15 teams in contention? Uh-huh. Yeah. A lot of bunch of seven and sixes in the right. AFC. A lot of well, six coach, and coach, sevens in the NFC. I told Freddie last week, man, it, it's the beauty of being able to have that one extra team yep. no on both sides. Yeah. Uh, having a chance to make the playoffs or, or, or having that seventh spot solidified. Yep. Like that that has led to us having these dynamic games in, De- in December, but also these many teams in contention. And, and no doubt. And it's funny, you know, when, when, when you watch games, and all of a sudden, you know, Jacksonville, obviously the quarterback, you know, mm-hmm. was hurt with the ankle. And they roll out Joe Flacco. <laughs> and I went, Joe Flacco. Someone says, what about Joe Flacco? I said, you know what? I'm telling my Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco 
and, and, and you know, Freddie has a couple of these in his garage. You know them old vintage cars that you only can drive on Sunday? I, I do have mm-hmm. one, by the that way. You, that you can't drive on the freeway? Absolutely. That you, you, know, that you don't want to drive on the freeway. Because it's, it's a pretty car. It's like, mm-hmm. they rode Joe Flacco out there, boy, let me tell you something. Yeah. He lit them up. I yeah. was like, go ahead, Joe Flacco. It's, it's like one <laughs> it's like woman you're not paying attention and a 67 deuce in the quarter showed up. Man, oh my. <laughs> he was like, are you kidding me? He was just smiling. He could still throw the ball, man. Yeah, he can. If you could protect him, yeah. he could still throw the ball. And you know what? It inspired that defense. It yes. really did. Yeah. Because they watched him play and they go, look at this, man. This dude is throwing the ball all around the ball yard. It wasn't, he wasn't, they weren't trying to hide it. Mm-mm, they no. were throwing the ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like we're going to just play, we're going to give him a hand. About, no, 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 no. Them yeah. Cleveland Browns went back there and he threw that football, man. So, Coach, talk about this really quick because I, I think another thing that Joe does very well that not a lot of people talk about is his ball handling yeah. as a quarterback, yeah. right? And how everything looks the same. Yep, it does. You, you make a great point. He reminds me a lot of Vinny Testaverde. Similar guy, similar build, long, angular, about 6'4", 6'5". So so the one year I'm with the Jets, all our quarterbacks are going down. And in the tunnel, we we, we got one of the goes down, Uh and I'm walking in the tunnel. I'm literally, this is my my third year, I think it is. I'm walking in the tunnel, and I'm going, hey, man, we got to get a quarterback. I'm at to my fourth quarterback now. I go, Call Vinny. He was he was in Florida, and so they Uh call him, and he and and, and they're talking to him at halftime. He says, "Oh, tell coach I can get there tomorrow." Mm -hmm. He was literally on the couch when you called him. He showed up the next day and started that week and won the game for you. Vinny Testaverde. I remember. Unbelievable. That's when you wore the all greens that yeah, day. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> I remember that. That's exactly right. When you wore the all green uniforms that Vin, day. Vinny Testaverde. Yeah. My wife said, wait, where was Vinny Testaverde at? I said, Denise, he was literally on his couch. He goes, oh, you're making that up. No. I said, no. I said, he was on his couch. Yeah. Herman, and his staff called him. That's exactly right. And, he, and he's playing the next week. And she said, what, well, they should have called him earlier. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> but that was, like, that, that was Joe Flacco. You know, he goes out there and you go, that's mm-hmm. Joe Flacco. And you forget sometimes, you know, Joe Flacco was a really good quarterback at one time. He's got a ring yeah. on his finger. Yeah. Yeah, Super yeah, Joe Flacco. No yeah. doubt about that. Coach, I, I told him last week at the uh-huh. we was at the combine together. We we're going through the um, the gauntlet thing, yes, right? Yes, yes. Right. And, and and I keep seeing receivers get oh. to a certain spot and they dropping the ball. Oh, well, man. you know it was old Joe Flacco down there throwing them missiles and them boys <laughs> were dropping it left and right. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's exactly how about that, man? Wow, wow, yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. So Herman's going to stick around. We're going to get yeah. with him in about twenty minutes. Yep. We won't talk about me doing basketball games on S and Y between Fairfield and Sacred Heart, but we're going to ask him more about Joe Flacco. The Baltimore Ravens, concerning the Lamar Jackson been great, and how about the Cowboys' demolition of Philadelphia oh, Eagles? Herm's going to stick around. He's going to join us in 20 minutes here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Can't wait to get even more thoughts from him when it comes to the backup quarterback situation in both of those teams and in one state when it comes to Ohio and the Browns and the Bengals. But let's hear from you at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Joe Flacco, boy, he make a state for the Cleveland Browns, and all of a sudden they're not a team that could be on the outside looking in in the AFC playoff race. Who made the biggest statement on Sunday in the NFL because we called this weekend? 888-729-3776. He's one of our favorites. He is Roy the truck driver. Roy, who made the biggest statement and why on Sunday in the NFL? Fast Freddy, happy Harry. How y'all doing? Doing good, Roy. Doing, brother. <laughs> Listen, you know me, I'm hard on Dallas. I'm hard, man. Look, it's been like since 1995 they done anything, and I left Las Vegas for Alabama, Tuscaloosa. They ain't done nothing. Look, I ain't going to be happy until they win out. They better beat the Bills because, man, he looking good. And they better kill Miami, and then I'll be happy. <laughs> then, I'll, then, I'll, then I'll let them go. And Coach Herm, 
Harlan Edwards, man, I love you, man. This is for you. Man, I love that man. That man, he should, he should be coaching for somebody. Somebody right now because he's too smart. He's sitting at home on the couch. And Joe Flacco, <laughs> way to go, Bubba. Show them young little bucks what to do, how to do it. That's fantastic. Hey, Roy, shout out to you, Roy. You Amen. brought us about three or four different things. Exactly. My boy Roy said he ready yeah. for Reggae Monday. <laughs> Roy driving them trucks ready <laughs> for Reggae Monday. Well, my biggest question is you got to put Roy on that boy bad now based on what he just did for the Ooh. past 60 seconds. He, he could, he, he, It could be almost an appearance. I'm going to have to give my honorable mention. Honorable mentions aren't bad. My honorable you, you get a chance to be shouted out a little bit. Hey, only yeah. good comes out of that. As far as that goes, Dow in Idaho, who made the biggest statement on Sunday in the NFL and why? Okay, it's the uh, Oakland or uh, the Las Vegas Raiders and the Minnesota Vikings. First <laughs> off, it was uh, the fifth shutout of the season, so they joined the ranks of the uh, the New England Patriots twice, the Arizona Cardinals, and the New York Giants. <laughs> and secondly, uh, the Chargers they when they beat the uh, Patriots for the second time this season and shut them out. They did theirs with with uh, two field goals. The Vikings won up them and did it with one <laughs> field goal. Wow. One of my best friends, his wife Kathy, and she is a long, long suffering Raiders fan. And I know she listens to us. She and her husband Ray all the time. She just texted me this based on what he just said. The Raiders made the biggest statement. We are absolutely the positively the most pathetic franchise in the NFL. <laughs> I'm getting too freaking old for this team. LOL. Hope all is well with you, my friend, and thanks. <laughs> wow. 3 Man. nothing. How do you play a 3 nothing game in the NFL indoors when it's climate controlled? <laughs> Seriously. I could have said somebody left the door open, the wind's blowing Hayward around, all of a sudden you see a little girl and a little dog and, and a whisk going, I'll get you and your dog total too. This is climate controlled so in what Las Vegas. What you're saying is all those Raiders fans, they go to Allegiant Stadium uh-huh. to party, not actually to watch the game. Well, yesterday, yes. <laughs> there was no reason to watch that. The field goal didn't get scored till after the first 58 minutes of an NFL game. <laughs> Indoors. Hey, bring us more bottles. Give us, Bring us two more. Maybe those teams should have been drunk. They'd have played a lot better than they played sober involving the Raiders and the Vikings. That was awful. Oh, man. Lord have mercy. Terrenton, Oklahoma, who made the biggest statement on NFL Sunday and why, my friend? Hey, man, I want to say Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man. The defense finally made consistent plays, and they just finally got the running game going, man. And so I think they headed in the right direction. They've always had the lead the fourth quarter, and they held on to the lead in the fourth quarter finally after uh, surrendering a touchdown. Well, Terrence, um, more power to you living in Oklahoma and, you know, Big on the Bucks. They beat my damn Falcons, Terrence, uh-huh. and I need safe space. <laughs> and you call in here talking about the Buccaneers and Baker Mayfield beating my team. Desmond Ritter just doing crazy stuff. And I'm sorry, y'all. I've, I've held it in long enough. <laughs> I've held it in long enough. We had an opportunity to have an 82% chance to make the playoffs uh-huh. with a damn win over the Bucks. And we just poured it down the drain and we pissed down our legs. You know, somewhere Matt Del Russo is completely proud of you because that was what did you mad about ask from Wednesdays on first take? Freddie, I was so mad yesterday. What do you mean was? You still are I, on Monday. I, I, I still am. <laughs> what do you mean was? 
<laughs> so I still lay out. Terrence did something. B. John Robinson in the flat for a wide open touchdown. Uh-huh. Ritter throws the ball 119 miles per hour. Why? <laughs> I don't know. But he decides to do that. And we get a field goal. But then, not only that, we call a screen pass. At some point, you got to see the defender uh-huh. has split the blockers. Throw it over his head. Throw it out of bounds. Pick six. We're backed up into our own end zone. Yes, damn it, I said we, because I'm a part of the organization still. Who cares? You got to have a clock in your head that says throw the ball away. He takes a sack, a safety. Think about that I just mentioned. We got a field goal, cost us a touchdown, that's four points. A safety, six uh-huh. points. A pick six, plus the field goal, 13 damn points of the 29 came from the quarterback of the Falcons. Terrence and Oakland did something I thought I would never, ever hear and see on this program. Someone actually put a frown on the face of happy Harry Douglas. I was happy today, too. Yes, you were. Dallas treated me well. Yes, they did. Desmond Terrence brought me back to earth. <laughs> he sure did, Terrence. I can't believe you. He brought me back to earth. Oh, my goodness. Keep weighing in at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. Who made the biggest statement on Sunday in the NFL and why? 888-729-3776. There used to be smiling Harry Douglas. That's him. Freddie Coleman over here. That's me on Freddie and Harry. And can 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy keep doing this? I feel like we've always, you know, sort of had, you know, shots within plays. And pushed aside that lazy narrative known as his success is only successful because of the system. This is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. It is a reggae Monday known as Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Oh, we're going to talk about that lazy narrative involving Purdy. Brock Purdy is a San Francisco 49ers quarterback. But Mike in Texas, he has something to say about this on 888-729-3776 about Brock Purdy making a big statement on Sunday. Big Mike, what you have? Hey, thank you for having me on, Freddie, Harry. Appreciate you. Golly, I've been listening to you guys for a while. Thank you. Listen, um, he's Bobby Fisher. That's exactly who Brock Purdy is. This guy analyzes the play, and he plays it in his brain before the ball is even hiked. That's That's what his thing is. That's how he's so successful. All these pundits and all these folks on sports talk and all that they're there half of them are like no he's not that good uh you know whatever it's the system and then the other half is like yeah he's the next hall of famer i'm telling you right now brock plays the game before the game is even played so what you're saying yeah. everybody else is playing checkers uh-huh. while brock purdy is playing chess shout out to bobby fisher <laughs> Yeah. Chess grand champion. Yeah. Anytime you can use a chess analogy that makes all the sense in the world, because to his point, you can say whatever you want about system quarterback this, system quarterback that. Everybody plays well in a system if the system works for them and they make the system better. That's why Brock Purdy is not about trying to shut people up. It's about what can I continue to keep doing this? I feel like we've always, you know, sort of had, you know, shots within plays. The defense gives us a look, we take it. And so was I afraid to go deep or anything like that last year? I don't think so. This year, I feel like just more aware of, you know, what our offense is and where guys are supposed to be. And if the defense gives gives us a look, I'm more, I guess, ready for it and aware of it. So I have taken deep shots this year. A big part of playing chess when everybody else is playing checkers, when you take away something, he knows, okay, I know I have something else. For example, last week against Philadelphia, 
We can throw it short and let my playmakers make plays. He did that, not only with Christian McCaffrey out of the backfield or Debo Samuel, Brendan Ayuk, but Seattle creeping up. They got two corners that can press coverage when it comes to Woolen and comes to Witherspoon, who's going to be a terrific cornerback. That's going to be a cornerback duo for years to come that people have to deal with. And they're going to play press coverage. So San Francisco said, we got a quarterback that he stacks the defensive backs. He can put it on their chest or put it on their face mask. To his point and your point, yeah, you want to keep playing checkers? We got a coordinator who calls plays and a quarterback knows exactly how to make that work. System be damned when it comes to Purdy, Brock Purdy. For me, it's the growth of Brock Purdy. And I think him having so much instant success and a lot of people seeing Brock Purdy, they forget that he's so young, right? They're, they're forgetting that he's only in his second year in the National Football League. True. And I think which, what we're seeing this year is the growth of Brock Purdy because we did see him go through that adversity. We've seen him come back from that ad- adversity and get back on track, and he's playing lights-out football. And for me, when you, you – Brock Purdy's not trying to prove mm-hmm. people wrong. Yeah. Brock, Bird, Brock Purdy's in the business of proving himself right. That's and that's, the only, thing, that's yeah. the only thing that matters, Freddie. Mm-hmm. I, I've never been a fan of proving other people wrong. Right. You prove yourself right. And, and great things that happen for you. But the big four for him yesterday, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, uh, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, those guys showed up and showed up, and I threw a fifth one in there. Brock Purdy, he yeah. did too. I love what you said about not about proving people wrong, but proving yourself right, because that lazy narrative, the more and more he keeps making plays, the less and less we're going to hear about he's a system quarterback, because I've seen that system. Jimmy Garoppolo never looked like that in that system. Mm-mm. Trey Lance couldn't make that work in that system. Lord, no. Yeah, should not be punishing a guy in Brock Purdy who was the last pick of the draft last year, that he's looked like this this quickly and just say, well, it's because of the system. And that's just a lazy, lazy narrative when it comes to that. We'll talk about statement Sunday in the NFL with somebody who can't wait to tell you exactly who made the biggest statement. Herm Edwards joins us next on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.